Guten Abend, Matt. Um, hello, Jamie? Oh, yeah. Hi. Hey, Matt. You forget where you're at? Yeah, far, uh, sorry. Uh, it happens. I uh, was in Germany for a couple weeks, and ergo, Matt recorded without me. Yep. I told was, him not to, but he did. It was Anyways. a fabulous episode, I, I do have to say. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, all, it was all right. The whole thing. Maybe too much of me. I mean, sometimes a lot of I, I don't want to. Sometimes we were like, you know, more of you, less of him, or vice versa. Yeah. And then we had like you didn't have an option in this one; it was just all me. It was it so. Was, I guess it, was, it depends where you fall on that that scale of if you wanted more me, but like, is it too much me now? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was funny. So I told some guys at work the other day, or the guys at work know that you know we have a podcast, and they're they're jokesters, and we have like this kind of like a shared uh, like TV where you can. Off, think office setting where you can come and go. You can kind of put on YouTube, put on this to kind of like put on background music throughout the day. And one of the jokesters puts on one of our episodes from YouTube. Okay. And it was the the UDS, the drum smoker build. And okay. That whole episode was just you, like monotone the whole time. Of, oh. Yeah. And it was like 90, 10, like 90% Matt, 10% me. Me just saying, like, oh, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, well, like I hope that, it's, that's that's all I was saying. I was like, oh, that was really monotone, dude. Yeah, that was that was still kind of earlier. I think I it, think the mindset of doing it it was it was, yeah. was more of that super serious informational style of yeah. talking, and then it's like nobody can see us. No, you know, but we're sitting here almost camera shy as as we're as we're doing. We're these. growing. We're, we're well, right. Yeah, we're growing. <laughs> Um, Hi, I'm Jamie. And I'm Matt. And we are Shade, Shade Tree, Tree Chefs. Chefs. You know, that was pretty great because I was just going to do that myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was good. Nice. All right. Uh, we, we have a, a, actually a, a few things to talk about today. Uh, as, as Jamie said, he was gone for a couple of weeks. He is back. He actually, the day the last episode released, he had gotten back. Um, it's true. So, you know, sometimes uh, I'm going to start this out before we really get into the, the first thing we're going to talk about, where it's like, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to cook? And I, I, I tend to forget about keeping it simple, mm-hmm. you know, of, of just like, hey, and I, I know in the past I used to do that of just whatever it was and just say, screw it. I'm going to do this on the grill, Yeah, which leads us to what you did the other day. Exactly. Um, my trip was good. Thanks for asking. Uh, I went to Germany, Ramstein Air Force Base. That was fun. And then we did a little trip, went over to uh, France for a day, and then we went over to uh, Luxembourg. I, so we I, saw some things. And I do have to thank you for the um, gift you, you brought back for me. From I did your, bring back some, some cigars. Some <laughs> He's laughing no. because I didn't bring him. Oh, I wasn't even going to go that far, man. No, just, just, just bring it out. Just bring it out. Just, just swing. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, man. Drop the ball. Drop the ball on that one. That was miscommunication. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you've, been, you've been at Germany before. I have, yeah, I have. Yeah. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. You're never going to live it down. <laughs> That's all right. Every, every other episode, right? You're going to do a little no, thing. No, no, no. Not right. that much. All right. So, yeah. So, no, exactly what you're saying before was, I'm like... I'm like, dude, I've I've done brats, I've done the burgers, I've done like this, that, and the other. You you kind of get to a point where you come out swinging every year. You know, every time it gets a little bit warm out, you're like, heck yeah, let's every single day, let's what are we grilling? What are we making well, outside? And think about like, and you do it. Think about early in the season, you're like, yeah, dude, I want brat. 
right? Because I don't cook brats in the, in the winter. Exactly, yeah. Burgers, I don't cook indoors. I'll go out or indoors. I'll go out somewhere and get a burger maybe. I'll, I'll do quick. I do quick stuff in the wintertime. And, uh, I don't you, do long cooks, but, but then, yeah, you get, you get around July, mid July and it's like, you're done. It's like, I'm brought it out. I'm, I'm hot dog out, bur- burgered yeah, out, regular chicken, seasoned chicken, you know, pork chops, this, that, and the other. And you're like, mm, okay, what else can I do? Um, and I had a craving for Italian and more specifically chicken Parmesan. And I'm like, that can be done. That's, that's probably pretty easy. And I did a quick search on one of the Facebook groups and I found somebody posted that they they did make it on the grill. I'm like, okay, that's where I go for typically like inspiration. I'll look for, I'll do like a quick search in one of the Facebook groups. I'll do, um, I'll do chicken or I'll do exactly what I just said, chicken Parmesan. And I did find something. I just, I'm just looking at pictures. I saw somebody, the process and techniques that they use. I'm like, oh, you know, it's fairly simple. You yeah. Basically, and, and this is what I did. I took their, their idea and I just, I went to town with it and I, I think it turned out pretty good, but there are a couple of things that I would change. Yeah. But, and I have some questions on this, you know, uh, main thing being the breading, the breading. So what the recipe, I did actually look up a recipe separate from the Facebook post. Um, and it included, it was very basic. It was salt, pepper, yeah. uh, breadcrumbs to create that crust, which you just asked. Yeah. And then you put on marinara sauce and your cheese. And there's an airplane. I don't know. Can can we hear airplanes? Yeah, that. Yeah, I can hear it through the headphones. We live. I live close to the airport. It lives right on the tarmac, right on the east by northeast landing strip. I mean, it's like a mile or two away, but you still hear them. Oh, okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. Anyways, so the process was I, I seasoned the chicken first. I had to pound it flat because I've made that mistake in the past. You know, when I first started grilling is you'd buy the chicken breast and you cook it and it takes two days to cook because the chicken breast and any cut of meat like that you're like you're waiting you're waiting yes. you're temping it and chicken and another bird you don't want to you don't want to mess with you don't want to you know get that pink or undercooked right salmonella well, or whatever and, and and with that right because you've breaded it now the question is is am i going to burn my breading as i'm waiting for it to cook right and, right. and just like last week's episode of me, I'm pounding away and I, I still didn't get thin enough. And I, I think I've said it before in previous episodes, we've done chicken before, um, but you put your chicken breast on your, your cutting board or whatever firm surface and you put plastic wrap over it and yeah. that's, that's how you pound it. That way you're not splashing the, the blood or the, the salmonella everywhere in your kitchen. So yeah, anyways, I flattened them out seasoned them. And cooked them indirect. I did a little reverse here. Okay. Cooked them indirect for about 20 minutes. Went out there, temp checked them. They were at about 140-ish. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do indirect, or I'm going to do direct. Take them off and put, them, put the sauce and the cheese on there. And I did that. I put them direct. I had my slow and sear, which I think the coals were a little too close to the cooking surface. Okay. And so that I, is pretty, that is taller than like the, the baskets that come with some of the, the Weber grills. It is, especially if you use a lot of charcoal, which I mistakenly did. And so I had this full basket of, you know, 450, 500 and some degree coals, which were probably even hotter because there was maybe an inch or two away from the cooking surface. Right. And I'm very worried about them browning or blackening and, you know, getting burnt. So I only leave them on there for like a minute or two and I take them off and I'm like, okay. I took my uh, marinara sauce, 
covered it on there with a spoon, you know, so I'm not like making a big giant mess below. And I bought a like a a block of cheese of Parmesan cheese. It was aged ten months, so yeah, f- fancy stuff. I sliced it up, you know, thin slices, and I put a couple of slices on each chicken breast. And I'm thinking, cool, chicken breasts are now at 150. Yeah, a little over 150. Mike. Okay. And you want to pull chicken at 165, 165 right? 165 is the eating temp. That's your eating temp. And for whatever reason, I I sauced them, I cheesed them, and they are not cooking anymore. I'm like, oh, what the heck's going Dude, on Dude, the sauce just soaked up all the heat. Ah, yeah, must have because, because I'm like, I told the wife, I'm like, yeah, dinner will be ready in five minutes. You know, like, get everything else ready. So, um, yeah, that's... So, a uh, question for you, because if this kind of goes back to last week, like, so you had regular chicken breasts, right? Regular chicken breasts. Yeah. So, how th- how thin did you think you got them? I'd say half to three-quarter inch. You know, and th- at that point, we're talking about layering it, and I think one thing we forget about is butterflying them. Oh, yeah. You know, where you kind of... and then, then cut you, them open. You, you, you cut it through, of course... Knowing my luck, I probably cut too far, and then you just could spread it open, pound it, and then you you can get that. Because I mean, I think a, a lot of times you go to a restaurant, you get uh, chicken parm. Where you're dealing with quarter inch, probably right, right, right exactly. Um, so yeah, that kind of kind of threw a wrench in my cooking, and yeah, I think it was 15, maybe even 20 minutes before they were fully done. Oh, and I'm not about to serve you know the family undercooked food or anybody undercooked food right. because I don't want to risk risk the biscuit and like hey enjoy this this chicken parm sorry you're sick right uh, so yeah i don't know so it turned out it tasted good i think i over over peppered black peppered it yeah um and some of the parts were some of the chicken was a little charred from the slow and sear that i used so right and that's 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 a kind of a question i have i have too so uh first one the breading how, how did that surprisingly the breading out. didn't didn't char it didn't blacken like it, it stuck took, well and it everything. stuck well because yeah. let's face it a lot of times when we we bread i suppose you could you could bake right there's plenty of like uh what's that shake and bake shake right and bake, yeah. shake and bake and then you just so i, I guess that kind of uh, takes away from that but shake I, and bake was my nickname in high school yeah shake and bake, yeah. Shake and bake. Shake and well bake. i guess that's probably a question to ask a, after after question afterwards yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and so I guess uh, wait till that one, like 162, 163, because yeah. I mean, that cheese and marinara would probably. Yeah. That 160, yeah, you, you can pull it at 162, let it rest for 10 minutes, 5, 10 minutes while you well, get everything I'm, else ready. I'm even saying before you put the cheese and the sauce on. Oh, yeah, wait till it's closer. Wait yeah. till it's a little closer. Because yeah. I mean, think of a burger, you know, you're, I was just you're, gonna say you're like 95% done, right. throw that cheese on, takes. And then pull it, yeah. So timing wise, I think I could have done a better job with that. But being first attempt, I think it turned out pretty good. And it, the flavor itself, despite the whoopsies. Um, I would do it again, but obviously lesson learned. Any, anything special for sauce or just some whatever you had? It was, uh, it was honestly, it was leftover. We had an open jar of marinara and I, it was just yeah. like, just whatever. Not store okay. brand, but it was like, I don't know. It wasn't, I don't know. It was just marinara. Right? Marinara sauce. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got three kids. I mean, my, this was something new that I wanted to try that was like version 1.0. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. No, I mean to go full out, make your own marinara for, some chicken parm. I just, I just didn't know if you if you had no, done anything it wasn't, special. It was no. Here it is. I'm going to do version, chicken parm version 2.0. I'm de- like I said, definitely. Besides the cooking things differently, timing this, that, and the other, I do want to do more of the uh, make like a sauce or you know, yeah. Well, I was a little surprised too when you said that you um, 
that you went and threw them over for that direct, like with that breading, that would have been, I, I wouldn't have thought to do that at all. I would have done that indirect, my, my, my personal opinion, my personal thought of it would have been indirect that whole time, fearing that I just sit there and burn to a crisp all of my, my I was, breading. So God's honest truth, I was going to let it sit there indirect for, you know, the full cook time. And sometimes that turns you, out to be 35, 45 minutes. You were impatient. And it was already, it was already like five thirty at night, yeah. you know. And kids like, are kids, are starting to kids yell. Kids are like, "Hey, you know, like, Dad, when's when's dinner?" I'm like, "It's almost done. <laughs> We're almost there." Yeah. So yeah, that, that there's a lot of factors that came into play okay. with me doing direct. And well, it's good to know because so. the other thing I didn't know too was, and maybe you don't remember, was how how was the breading looking prior to putting it direct? You know, was it kind of browning up or it seemed very, like it was very slightly? It took, like I said, the breading itself it browned a little. But overall, right, so, like, it, I didn't lose a lot. Right. Uh, it didn't blacken. It didn't char. I mean, I guess at that point, I'd, I'd probably think about maybe doing that direct, you know, to get that, to get some color to it, to get that toasting of it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's one of those things I didn't, I didn't think of doing. You said, I'm like, I sat there to myself, like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, we, we, we've gone so crazy at times on stuff we're going to try grilling instead of just taking that normal thing and yeah. I mean, just doing it on the grill. You don't always have to go drastic, like... You don't like for me, you know, we've done the baklava and, and the weird stuff like yeah. that. You don't have to go that far. If you're like not that adventurous, but you want to do something else and you're sick of brats and burgers, I definitely recommend the chicken parmesan and you just look up a regular chicken parmesan recipe online. You can convert most recipes to oh, yeah. grill, grilling. Well, you, you know, it goes like uh, our first couple episodes, you know, when I first kind of really got in grilling, sure it was a gas grill. But my, my, I had a small house, and it didn't have central air. I used one window air conditioner, which did a decent enough job in the house. But I wasn't going to run my my oven, right, because that's right. just going to kill it. So I, I bought it. I used, like, seven tanks of propane. Everything was done on the grill. Yeah. And it's like my mindset, it just it's gone away from that of just saying, you know what, we're just doing it. Right. Except for cheesecake. Cheesecake? Not, Zero not cheesecake. Yuck. That's cool. That's, uh, it's good to know. So, uh, right. If you got full chicken breast, maybe butterfly them, help you out. Butterfly them, them, uh, start them earlier. If you have time, if you, if you can swing it, do them indirect and let them just sit there. For, what, what would you say your overall temp was on the grill? I had, so I did on my, uh, 22 and I had both vents wide open with a full chimney and I, I didn't get an exact. I only took the lid temp, which was pegged at like 450 okay. maybe. So 450 kind of the whole way. Yeah. Except for when you see it. Full okay. bore, yep. So it was, so, wasn't like a low and slow. It wasn't low and slow. I mean, you did say uh, I used the, the slow and sear. I used the slow and sear, which you can use it as, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you still had plenty of temp. You were at grilling temp. I was at grilling temp. And honestly, I don't know what normal uh, chicken parm recipes call for, for heat when you put it in the oven. But, I mean, that seems like... You just had a stall, man. You just had a little thick of a somehow. Cut. I got a stall with chicken breast. So I did. The, I've, I've done the same. And it was it was the thick the thick boy that got me. You know, like the yeah. thick one that I tried to get down as as much as I can. But he was like, "Nah, take my time." Um, but yeah, no, I would uh, I would recommend it. I think overall the recipe itself, as plain as it was, I give it the whole thing. Did, like did a it have an egg wash in it? No egg wash. No egg wash. No. Hmm. No. That's odd. Normally, you have you didn't mention it. And I didn't think much of it, but a lot of times when you when you bread something, you have that you know flour, egg, right, and then your breadcrumbs, nope. nothing, didn't have it, and it's stuck good. Wow, nope. that's good to know. 
Um, I mean, the recipe does say let it let the breadcrumbs rest for like 15 minutes before you actually cook them. But so I, I guess think that it allows sense. it to dry and adhere. Right. Well, think about so. a lot of the right. A lot of times, you, no matter what cut of meat you season, they would normally have you do it beforehand to kind of let it adhere. Right. Kind of. Right melt in ways like if you have a pork shoulder even ribs right. you start sprinkling it on you can actually see that color change is a uh, the moisture just from the meat even if, even if you dried it off there's it's still wet right and then it kind of soaks it in yeah definitely so um let's segue that whoopsie i i say it's a whoopsie only because i had some, some timing. issues timing was off um but you had some timing issues with this next thing on the fourth right yeah so <laughs> I, I, you know, sitting there, I'm thinking, what are we going to do? What are, we, what are we going to do? And I'm just drawing blanks. And uh, finally, I said, you know what? We're going to do smash burgers. We're going to bring out the Hunsaker, right? Our flat top. Uh, and your, your griddle that you're... My griddle. That you don't use maybe once a year. I don't use it often. Yeah. And and you've never made smash burgers, correct? Nah. I mean, if I, if I did, I don't remember. Maybe the traditional, like, inside? Yeah, maybe... Ah. So, I, I might have tried it, you know, when I first so, got the Hunsicker, but nothing that, that stuck in my mind. I'm getting old. You're already old. Um, did we do like a Smashburger episode? No. Okay. No. So, if we did, then that's... So what, what is a Smashburger? Smashburger. So essentially you ball up meat and you keep it as a, as a little ball. You put it on your hot griddle and you smash it down. So that's general, generally that's speaking. generally speaking. So I, I did read, um, they, they said, hey, fill like a third cup, a measuring cup, and that's the size of the meat. And then, you know, you put two patties, with what we went with, and I, I put cheese between them. So get the grill. They said ideally is like 425. I did season them a little bit. Did you, sorry, did you, um, did you measure the, the balls of meat? Yes, I, I actually had a measuring cup. Okay. I measured each one, and then it kind of said loosely pack it. Because I've seen people use, I've done personally, um, where you weigh it. So, you, like, you make a ball, you kind of yeah. weigh it, you get your, whatever your answer you're looking for. And, you know, honestly, there were some that were even going that way that you could tell were a little bigger or a little bit smaller. So, mm-hmm. yes, weight would be more accurate. The only nice thing with using this measuring cup is when I, and it came out pretty easy, is it you, you were pretty much in a ball already because it was one of those cone-shaped ones. Okay. So it, it was already almost there, you know, so I, I barely touched it. I'm like, okay, they said leave it loose because if Matt's going to do it, you know, like a normal burger, he's, he's packing that. He's sure. packing that bad boy. Making it nice and tight. You know, and then flattening it out, you know. Right. So I don't want it to break apart on me. So right. this was almost like leave it loose, you know. So I, I even went out and bought, you know, a circular, uh, ended up being, I think, cast iron, you know, burger smasher. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so eat the grill up. Well, I, we had a few other things. I just said, well, what, uh, we'll get more into the cook, I guess, a, a little bit. Do we just do that right now? Or Yeah, just. All right. Out. All right. So um, 425. Well, I also decided to try making homemade French fries, which I think flavor was good. Yes. We're not going to dive deep into them. Like, no, nah, not you, dive deep. You, you bought the tool, I, right? To, I had I had a mandolin, yeah, and I always mandolin. wondered because there was another knob and you'd have pointy things that had come out. Well, here it was for cutting fries. Hmm. And there was two settings, thicker, thinner. I was like, we'll go thinner. So I, so you get your russet potatoes. I skinned them, mandolined them, uh, put them in water. That water got dirty, rinsed it, put new water in there, put in the fridge overnight. 
Then they say, essentially, you need to fry them twice. So went about 300 indoors, fried them till you could bend them. Boom. They're mm-hmm. cooked at sure. this point. Uh, but, but not crunchy. Put them back in the fridge. Wait till we get going. Set the grill up outside. Looking for 375, 400. Put them in two, three minutes or until, until they're, they're brown, right, and crispy. Sure. Um, then yank them. And boom, there's your fries. Um, were they bad? No. Uh, I think time, timing-wise, because uh, trying to man both with quick cook times on on everything. Yeah, and you didn't have the you didn't have a heat lamp like a traditional right. diner, you know, wood or whatever. And maybe with it sitting, some paper towel or something. So I think they got a little, I, the flavor was all right. Um, I, was, I was just gonna say I tried them; they were good. They're just very soggy because by the time I dinner, everything yeah. else is ready. It was like mm, soggy, cold fries. I'm like Oof. right, and them sitting on them on each other, you right. know, where I was the grease on the grease, the grease, and, yeah. you know, Nothing to keep them warm. Uh, were they bad? No. Did it change my life? No. I I would go out buy the uh, you know the two dollar bag of fries, and then just fry those. Um, honestly, that was a deep dive, and I said we weren't going to do a deep dive, so let's. Oh, let's go back I'm, to, I'm sorry. <laughs> that wasn't what it was about. All right. So so the burgers, right? <laughs> so you want like four twenty five? So yeah. I go now. I had these out. It's hot out. It's in the upper 80s sun's beaming out and that 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 sun was hot so obviously i have the meat beside me and i I start going to smash so i I even oiled my smasher i don't know what the technical term is it it's a smasher sure iron your iron my iron yeah circular i want nice i throw a couple on i go to smash it smashes beautifully like i can see it oozing out i go and pick up and the meat comes with it so oh, okay, not so good. then that's not good. So I'm like, all right. So kind of, I use the spatulas, and I, I kind of smash the others, crisscross like an X. crisscross and like an X. Smash them down. I move my hand a little bit, you know, make it as even as I can. So I'll tell you real quick. I've done smash burgers, but before, and I've tried the iron. It's fine. It's all right. And I think the trick with that is you have to use like a wax paper or a. Uh, wax paper, like a butcher paper, something that would withstand heat. That way you're pushing it down and it's not sticking to yeah. it. Well, and in hindsight, I did read somewhere else that uh, they were saying, make sure the meat is nice and cold. The other thing, and, and my my next thought was um, keep, I just put the, the smasher uh, right on, on the, the flat top itself. Like maybe heat will help it. Sure. So um, in hindsight, I, I did see an article actually today or, you know, a thread on, on the, on the social medias and, and someone said, Hey, you know, it's, it's kind of the, some, some said, you know, the heat from the iron, which didn't help me much, but it was the temp of the meat, that nice and cold meat, like fresh out of the fridge, sure. which was way too far for me to do. I guess I could have had a, uh, a cooler. Yeah. So some, something to keep it cool. So we get them going and then it's like, man, these, these don't seem to be right. The big thing about smash burgers is, is is that charring right? That you get right. that that little burnt crispness to them. You used uh, beef tallow, was it? Or yeah. So I was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna throw down some oil, right? They say butter or whatnot. I said no. I got some beef tallow left. Uh, we're gonna make these. Like we're, you're gonna lose a month of your life eating these. This was eighty twenty, and then beef tallow on top of it. Like we're just going all out. Sure. Um, and and uh, as we went, I. I stopped adding just because the burgers kind of gave it, it gave the enough of, of the grease. Yeah. So I was going to tell you 
that day was like I I've not used like a beef tail or anything like that. Like uh, to prep the griddle itself, just to get it kind of oiled up a little bit, I used actual olive oil, kind of make sure it's yeah. got a nice thin coating of oil because the burgers themselves produce they have enough fatty content. They do. If you use an eighty twenty, I, I thought you know with a little bit of the oil, it would just it would help because these are quick cooks, right? Like how how quickly will will the, those juices release right i'm thinking like in ways we're almost frying these these burgers on this on this griddle i so mean with that beef tail yeah with the so that's why i'm like we'll use the beef tail the day before i went because i haven't i've kept it covered so it wasn't uh rusty or anything but i, I fired up i did a dry run scraped it down oiled it um it wasn't olive oil i think it might have been canola oil but same Whatever, thing yeah. just got it nice and clean Nice and seasoned for the day, right? Um, I'm like, we're not. I'm not quite seeing this color change. I want. I'm like, I thought these these bad boys are supposed to be crisp. So I have an infrared thermometer, and then I go and check because I checked it previously, and I'm doing the fries, and I I, I put the lid on, trying to, you know, because it's just going to run run rampant without it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of dial it down a little bit, cook a little bit, and I I temp it, and we're we're under 300. So at this point, the fries are done. 300's a little low. Yeah. Quite, quite a bit low, but... So I, I pull off the, the Hunsicker, right, the flat top, and I grab the coals that were still good, burning from the fries. Yeah. Threw them in there. Put it back on. Boom, got there her, we go. Got her back up. And then it went too high, but I, whatever. <laughs> so now, like, instead of, like, taking forever to cook and losing your browning, now you're looking at burning things and you're smoking it out, right? Well, I, we did start getting, well, that and all the, the you know, I, I did buy some pans, more made for a pellet grill mm-hmm. for their grease trap because yeah. I'm like, that's perfect size. Um, unfortunately, they don't quite line up when tipped a little bit. So there was a, there was one point where she was, some um, of that grease got in there, yeah. man. It was, not only that, it's it's not like you have a, a fine edge, like it reaches the end of your of your Weber. That's that's the only downside of them is the handles for these flat tops. They're very much on the outside, which is convenient for you to, for you to take it off and on and gives you as much cooking space as possible. But like you just said, you have oil that does seep out. Um, what I've done in the past is I've used just aluminum foil and you make like custom baskets that you can kind of mold to kind of extend beyond what a no- normal uh, aluminum pan that you buy from the store. Yeah. Do. And that worked out really well for me. I guess the other thing would be, yeah, finding some way of elevating it. Yeah. Because, you know, there still was room. So, yeah, I'm sure that oil's coming. And instead of, as we think, just dripping off the ledge, it's not doing that, right? Sure. You think jumping off a cliff, you fall down. Well, kind it's probably trips. rolling around it and going back. to the center yep. and then dripping down. Yep. So it got a little smoky there for a little bit. Yep. And it was hot. But I, I think all in all, they... Once you got it into worked. your groove, it worked. You started turning them out like a like a fast food restaurant. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. It was hot though, and people were hungry. But yeah, we we started getting a groove going. Um, um, yeah, but yeah, no. When I've done it myself, I every time I, I've done it in the past was I've made the balls too small, so I'm like okay. making little tiny hockey pucks, yeah. and people are like. Why'd you make little tiny hockey pucks? This isn't um, right. what's, what's that fast food place? Down uh, White, Castle? White Castle. I've never had it, but yeah, I know I've had it a... once. But yeah, they make those little tiny sliders. I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're having sliders. Well, you know? think about it, man. I mean, any burger. A lot of times, I'll sit there, I'll smash it out. These are, you know, half pounders, and I make them nice and fat, and then they shrivel up, and it's like, you know, like a hockey. Not not saying it's overcooked or anything, but you just know, it just of... really really shrinks, right? Um, but so that that I mean, that's really the the cook on that. But that wasn't all what the plan was is okay we're gonna do smash burgers and i'm thinking what 
what would go good with this. So I'm like, and I remember hearing of it. So I'm like, what about bacon jam? So I look up bacon jam. Um, and with that, uh, I found a recipe and there's, there's plenty out there. This one worked out nice called for a pound of thick cut bacon, which you'd kind of chop up. I guess you could, you could really, you could fry your, your bacon, not to the crisp point, a little under because it's going to, it's going to go back in, in the mixture, uh, and then chop it up, uh, two large, like sweet onions, uh, and thickly sliced. Um, so you cook up your bacon, get that off to the side, uh, leave like a tablespoon-ish of that bacon grease in there. And then, then, because normally you cook down onions, you use like a butter. We're going to use the fat. Sure. Throw your quartered onions or your sliced onions. Uh, let them cook down, right? Kind of get translucent. And then it, it called to add a half cup of brown sugar. And then just cook it till it caramelizes. So do that. And at, at that point, they say add a half cup of water. And then uh, the, the odd one for me was uh, one-third cup of strongly brewed coffee. Hmm. Uh, and you did that? Yeah, yeah. I, I bought coffee. I don't really drink coffee, so I actually, uh, the only real, I have a Keurig. That's, which, that's, by the let's not gloss past the fact that you don't drink coffee. That's kind yeah, of I don't drink coffee a lot. Of. I'm like hit and miss. I don't like, I mean, I, no, like I, I like I, coffee, but I don't. I have to have coffee. Um, like the first one kind of makes me a human being in the morning. And then after that, more is merrier. More after that, well, maybe that's a gives pro- me a boost. Well, maybe that's a problem when, when we do get together is maybe I need to start giving you a cup of coffee. Yeah, right maybe. away. <laughs> you trying to say I'm a... No. Uh, well, so sorry, sorry, so sorry, I, I, what I do have is I, I, I do have a French press. Okay, and nice. If you want good coffee compared to your Keurig or your regular Mr. Coffee, mm-hmm. French press it. Yeah. Um, I've heard good things about that. Don't be, don't buy pre-ground though. If you buy, I did that once because that's all I could find, and all those grounds because they're so fine, yep. you're, you're gonna be eating them. Yeah. So you want to like coarsely kind of grind these bad boys. I actually bought a grinder. I got fancy with it, so yeah. I have like a Keurig two-in-one. It does like the the pot and the okay. K cups. Um, so I make like a, a six cup thing of coffee every morning, and I grind my own beans. You know, not my own beans, but I grind yeah. beans. Um, but yeah, no, that's the way to go is grind your, grind the beans because right, it does fresher. add a little bit more flavor in my opinion. And so I, I do it. So I, I do the first, I didn't measure. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not drinking this coffee. So right. I actually have, I got, I got off like Amazon and, and really I bought it for tea. So it's a, you know, it's a, it boils water. So it's like a thing. Actually think of like your coffee pot and it's a, like a plastic base It you put it on there and in like two minutes it takes your water from tap room temp to, or whatever to, to room temp to boil so i use that i go up put it let's sit push down the french press i can see through this like yeah this is mud water I'm like this isn't this is not strong brew coffee yeah. dump it i go i grind a whole mess more put it all in there use less water let's sit i, I push a french press down look i'm like nope bring it up let it sit a little longer it's like you know they say strongly brewed so i didn't taste it I wasn't in the mood for coffee. Uh, so, boom, there we go, my, my third cup. Add the third cup uh, of coffee, add the half cup of water, and let it cook till it, it kind of thickens up. Mm-hmm. Creates a jam-like thing. So, really, you're still kind of getting some moisture from your onions, but not much. Right. Uh, you're, you're pretty much just finishing off the bacon, marrying the flavors, and reducing it, right? You're going to, at this point, boil off your water and your coffee. Sure. And when it's done... Get it off and, and add a tablespoon of balsamic vinegar. Okay. Um, 
mix it up and they say salt to pepper to taste. I thought I seen somewhere, but it's plenty salty. I no need for any pepper. Um, I mean, obviously the brown sugar gave it, you know, more of that candied bacon flavor. Sure. So I obviously I, I tasted it because I did this. I did this the day before. And I'm like, this is good. Yeah. I text you. I'm like, bacon jam, bacon. really good. You're like, what? The way you text it, so. The way you oh, no. text, right? I said bacon jam, very nice, very nice. I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and you have like spell check turned off on your phone, so every time you text, it's like some things are lowercase, some things are spelled wrong, and I'm like, yeah, I, I don't, don't, I don't, I just, I type I and I, I send. I don't. You expect read. me to, you expect me to translate it to something right. I'm supposed to. Although say. in hindsight, I don't think anything was spelled wrong on that, but mm-hmm. that's okay. Oh well. So I don't understand what you're saying. Bacon jam, I'm like, all right. That's cool. But what else can we do? And I was kind of thinking, something I've never had either. And I'm like, like, like a, what about like a garlic aioli? What is aioli? Um, before I get to that. If you don't know it, I'm going uh, to look it up while you. Yeah. So I'm like, well, does this go together? Like, I'm going to make this stuff. I have never tried it. So then I actually looked it up, um, typed it in, like smash burgers with bacon jam and garlic aioli. The only difference was they had like a jalapeno garlic aioli but i'm like okay this is a thing so so i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you what google's tells me what aioli is aioli is a cold sauce consisting of an emulsion of garlic and olive oil so you tell me what your aioli was all right so when they say emulsion of garlic what is emulsion emulsion essentially is mayonnaise Okay. To, to put it to put it, uh, uh, bluntly, so this called, I, I doubled it. Like People are like, eat it on fries and all this. I'm like, I'm going to do two of them. So the, it, it called for, you know, uh, the, the single recipe was four cloves of garlic, a little bit of salt, uh, a teaspoon of lemon zest. Um, uh, I'll just go down it and kind of explain it. A couple tablespoons of lemon juice. And a couple teaspoons, so two tablespoons and two teaspoons of fresh lemon juice, uh, a half teaspoon of Dijon mustard, one large egg, one egg yolk, a half cup of olive oil, a half cup of vegetable oil. Uh, or they were really thinking of a lighter taste uh, in this recipe. And then like uh, parsley to garnish optional, which, which I, I didn't do. So what they had you do is you take your, I actually... Um, grilled and I, I shouldn't say that I roasted the garlic. So we had roasted garlic. Um, so get that out, put your oil in the lemon zest. And they said, let's sit for 15 minutes to kind of blend the flavors. Sure. I didn't, I didn't wait that long. I'm like, it's going to, it's going to blend. Sorry. Uh, emulsion per, what is this Wikipedia? Uh, Google says immersion is a fine dispersion of minute droplets of one liquid into another. Or the British version is a water-based paint, so I don't think you use paint. No, I did not use paint. Okay. So, um, <laughs> wait, no, I'm I'm backwards on this. No, the eggs went in first. Oh, I'm sorry, the egg went in first. Should be sorry because so now I have an immersion blender. You could use a real blender or whisk it by hand. So you get your so you mix. Uh, you leave your oil out, right? If you're doing this by hand, oil you would slowly put in. Uh, as you go, I used, I cheated, I used the immersion blender. So you have your garlic in there. Um, you could do lemon juice. You could do that at the end, do it to taste salt and pepper to taste. So you get that kind of mix it up. So now you got my egg 
I have my, my, my garlic and my salt, pepper. Um, and then because I have an immersion blender, I could just dump all the oil in. Okay. And then set, start at the bottom, go up. And as you go, it thickens up. Sure. So I, I forgot, uh, I think I talked about one other time about making like a mayonnaise, how it, it actually then thickens it up. Um, that oil in the egg has that reaction, which turns it that creaminess. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then you can add your, your lemon juice. Uh, I'm sorry, the Dijon was also in there initially. And then, boom, there it is. A few seconds. You can kind of, you, you'll notice the consistency. It's like, okay, this is mayonnaise now. Right. Now, it's probably going to be darker because they can use one egg yolk and make, I think it's, a, what did I say when I found out, like 125, 127 gallons of mayonnaise with one egg yolk. They that's, can emulsify that much oil. That's crazy. Um, so then I taste it, right? I have, I have my garlic in there. I taste it. I taste the lemon. I, I adjust some salt, adjust some pep, pepper, you know, and um, still I'm not tasting the garlic, so I get some more garlic. I put it in there, mix it up, taste it, nothing. Jar it up, put it. I actually use a mason jar, did it right in there, put the lid on, put it in the in the, in the fridge. fridge. Sure. Next morning, get up, bring it out, dip a spoon in there, taste it, boom, garlic. Garlicky. Garlic. Yeah. Uh, really nice. So, end product, right? End product. End product. I think, so I took everything. I When I made the burgers and I finally got your burgers once they were cooked, you know, three hours later no i'm just kidding oh, uh, ooh, sorry they still came out pretty no, quick they Couple, yeah. four four or five minutes each sorry sorry dead horse um no uh the burger i had two double double burgers and the first one i had i had the the bacon jam that yeah. was really good but i think the uh, aioli was was awesome it really accented or offset i should say the yeah. greasy uh i don't know well, okay, fla- I mean, you, flavoring you, you kind of did i mean you were cooking it it's a it's you're doing it on the griddle, man. You're going to have a little more grease to that burger. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It might offset some yeah. of those flavors. Right. So, see, I did both, and I also uh, the day before, I'm like, what else would go good? And I made us. I found uh, at the grocery store like a two and a half pound pork shoulder. Oh yeah, little guy. So I'm like, well, I, the day before, I just smoked whatever. Not worth mentioning. I'm like, my my initial thought was to lay it down and see if I could get some crisp to that. Almost make patties out of it. And then, boom, you would have that. It didn't do it. I just warmed it up, and then yeah. you could throw some on. So what I had is I did the bacon jam, the double patty with cheese in the middle, and then the garlic aioli. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was with all three. I mean, it was actually a, a real nice complement to it it's, itself. And, yeah, I think overall everything was really awesome, especially after a day of swimming. And, you know, like yeah. you said, it was really warm outside. It was hot outside, I should say. And, uh with a day of swimming, you're hungry, and it, it fit the bill. Really yeah, well. uh, bacon jam, that's a keeper. Bacon jam was amazing. It's a, um, it's a little loud. Yeah, that happens. Um, they, the garlic aioli I liked. I think the biggest thing would be figuring out the, the whole smash burger, right, to make it where it's not sticking. So, yeah, follow-up follow question. Are you going to try again? And would, I would. You, would you do it in front of other people, or are you going to do it, like, just by yourself? Well, I, I would, I, you know, I would want to figure out, because I actually had leftover. So last night, it was supposed to storm. It didn't. So I'm like, well, I got a little cast iron, like, griddle put on the stove. And oh, I made a mess, man. That, that's why. But those turned out really nice. Yeah. You know, but the problem is I have with that is one burner is like your super burner. And then in the back, it's a little dinky one. So it kind of heated up. I'm kind of letting it go. I, I even flipped it, mm-hmm. you know. So you still had a hot spot in there. I was trying to adjust. 
maybe a, a little warm, but yeah, you had nice crisp edge to it. Now it was all out of bacon jam. That was all gone. Sure. But the, the garlic aioli I still had. So I, I, I put some of that on there. And still good, right? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So awesome. the, the smash burgers, as much as a diehard I was of, you got to grill them. You, you don't put them in a frying pan. That's not a burger. You can, yeah, they're, they're pretty decent. They're good burgers. Dude. It's if a good it, burger. Once, once we master it, they're amazing. They're, yeah. they're awesome. They're quick. You know, you can churn out a, a butt ton of them for, you know, family and friends. And like, I like what you did. You made a butt ton of them with like, you had all the, the meatballs on a, like a cookie sheet. Yep. And so you just had multiple sheets of, well, of burgers I'll ready, tell you, ready the, to go. The, the best thing too is how I, I had parchment paper because at some point, you know, we're kind of bringing it, someone's bringing those into the garages as I'm cooking and then they're not coming back out. And these, these bad boys are cooking. I'm doing, you know, two, three of them, right. you know, double patties at a time with nowhere to put it. Well, at this point I had, cause this meat wasn't runny or, you know, there was no moisture in them. So I, I removed the parchment paper and I had a clean, safe area. Well, right. some might disagree on the, the safe, but nobody got sick. So nobody got sick that you know of, right? Well, I mean, it'd be it's your family. If your my, my family, family didn't get sick, I don't yeah, think. Yeah. I don't think anyone my, one in my family did. Guess <laughs> shows how much I pay attention. Exactly. Uh, no, yeah, I, I definitely recommend it. And once, like I said, I've done it a couple times, and I'm like, mm, you got to do it at least once or twice and kind of get good at it. And if you don't do it, you, you kind of forget like the ins and outs of it. Or, I guess maybe the yeah. smart way to do it would be like write down tips. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, it, f- future me. Hey, future me. Do this. Right, it's figuring out how to get them bad boys to smash because that that handle is beautiful. It'd be nice and easy, smash, lift, smash, lift. Right, uh, it just you know uh, uh, you have to like anything, right? And, you experiment. And going back, so like when I did it, I would clear actually the griddle of all that grease and all that oils and yeah. stuff, and I would I would use my scraper, my my and I I did do that periodically spatula to yeah. Because you'd start because the cheese would drip off. So I clean it, and once in a while I'd throw. When I like did a real good clean, mm-hmm. I would then throw a little more tallow down just to not put it, you know, on on a dry surface. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, that no, definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, cool. So I use a buzzword from season one, episode one. Definitely, uh, that was definitely a good cook. The chicken parm was a good cook. We were going to talk about a third thing, but we're going to save it for next episode, I think. Yeah, I I agree on that. So um, I think we've done enough, and I'm kind of sick of looking at you, Jamie. Yeah, and it's really hot in your garage, dude. We didn't, you know, that studio that you're building, that can't get done soon enough. I got to be able to kick somebody out of the house before I can have a studio. Oh, you said you were going to build a studio, but okay. I mean, I will. I just got to get rid of somebody to free up that space soon. Soon. All right, cool. With that being good, said, good episode. Good episode. Uh, find us. Hold on, hold oh, on. yeah. I'm sorry. Where, where are they going to find us? Where is everybody right, find That's us? right. Find us on the Instagrams, the Facebooks. Instagrams, the Facebooks. We've been horrible yeah. at posting anything on there. Sorry. Our website, which there again, we haven't been great at putting recipes up. Yell at us. I, I feel bad. But uh, is, it, is this on me or is this combined well, it's, lack of? It's kind of combined. I mean, I, I'm kind of like produced the 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 episode part so it's like they're being released they're being released it's just me that's the social media guy that's not i mean i used to do it but i i I started you know i had the cooking class stuff like that so normally i would do it like on thursdays uh or at least post it the night before and then i got busy and then that wasn't happening yeah you're the website guy i'm the website guy so all right website's gonna get updated 
crisscross applesauce promise. <laughs> uh, all right, cool. So, all right, let's close it out. All right. I'm Jamie. I'm Matt. And we are Shade, Shade Tree, Tree Chefs. Chefs.